the blast from our past network. In America, there's a burglary every 11 seconds. An armed robbery every 65 seconds. A violent crime every 25 seconds. A murder every 24 minutes. And 250 rapes a day. Welcome back to Action Action on the BFOP Network. My name is John, and this is the podcast that watches all the action movies, and we put them on our big list. Uh, yeah, it's getting pretty huge. <laughs> sure is. Hey, shut up. I haven't introduced you yet. Oh. So, no. oh, gee, Dustin. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I oh, yeah. apologize. I'll see myself out. That's not Get even. the fuck out of here. <laughs> but that sounds like we did this on purpose. <laughs> That's not funny, does this? So organic. Come on. <laughs> okay. This well, is so organic. What I'm we doing are an, doing. I'm here. doing another intro. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Action Action Podcast on the BFOP Network. My name is John, and this is the podcast that watches all the action movies, and we put them on our big list. I am your host. But with me, as always, is our my my co-hosts, the co-hosts of the show, uh, James. Hey, oh, here I am, and Dustin. <laughs> Hello. Uh, I like the first take. <laughs> put them both in. <laughs> we'll put. We'll just put them both in. No cuts. <laughs> no cuts. Uh, so this is my weekly pitch to ask that Dustin is the new host. Oh, that's the first. And then, no, that's the first uh, time you've said that. Well, yeah, I think that, that would be the worst, the worst idea possible. Oh. I think that ne- next week, <laughs> challenge ne- accepted. Next week, Dustin is the host, and I am going to be a co-host. Interesting. All right. Yeah. So we're going to work to that. So as we do each week, guys, I'm going to ask the questions. How are you both doing? I am good, John. <laughs> Dustin ah. seems like a normal so, so person. Just, you know, I love that. You know, when we get together, we have a conversation. It just all flows so yeah. naturally. Uh, the warmth, the not robotic <laughs> James the replacement. Yeah, James is. The, I I think I've been really thrown off lately because I feel like James, he's kind of leaned into this like weird way of like responding to like his intro you never, you never know what this guy's gonna say his, and the, the thing is is that is that but by his weird intros he's actually like made himself sound more like a robot well today like, i mean today he's talking like a yeah, robot and now i'm kind of wondering if he's been replaced by some sort of james some type of rep, replicant. james james annoyed yeah <laughs> um sorry guys All i'm right. gonna be honest All guys right. I our, our normal intro is that we talk about a uh, something that we've watched, and I got I got nothing this week. 
Nothing, so nada. Yeah. So James, do you want to go? Do you want to say something? Uh, well, the only thing I've really watched is I finished a series that was on Netflix called uh, Unnatural Selection. Ooh. Um, I've never heard of this. What is it? It's it's all about gene editing techniques. Oh, this is the CRISPR thing you were talking about. Yeah. So it, it's interesting. Uh, I think if you're interested in, you know, gene manipulating technology <laughs> and what isn't? people... What people are trying to do, and kind of it, it kind of lays out where things are going, and how you have these uh, biohackers doing shit from their garage and sheds. Um, so it's kind of crazy uh, when you start to actually think about it. Yeah, it was interesting. Um, so I watched that, and uh, didn't really get up to watching anything else. That's awesome. That's perfect. We're on a we're, we're on a we're, short fuse this we're week because my my computer's gonna die. So Dustin, <laughs> all right, I'll make it quick then. Uh, watched a couple things. Uh, one I would seek out is the movie Orca, also known as Orca the Killer Whale. There's only one creature in the world that could do that: a killer whale. Uh, yeah, I gotta watch this. Yeah, this is a uh, this is actually pretty well done. It's it's you know it came out in the wake of Jaws, one of the many rip off movies at that time, uh-huh. nineteen seventy seven. Uh, but it's got Richard Harris and Charlotte Rampling, two like legit actors, uh, set in Newfoundland, and it's this this kind of Captain Ahab type sort of where he decides he wants to hunt a killer whale, and he kills this one killer whale. It was like the mate of another one. And that one decides it's going to get revenge on him. And the rest of the movie, this killer whale is like fucking with him and trying to get him back, basically, which sounds ridiculous. But the movie is actually pretty well done. Uh, And I actually ended up really enjoying it. Um, My my destroy this week is this. uh, I watched this early slasher movie called Schizoid with Schizoid. Yeah. with uh, Klaus Kinski. Had Christopher Lloyd in it for, but he like had barely any part, which was a real shame. Uh, this was total dog shit. This is one of the worst slashers I've ever seen. It's just it's really boring. Um, nothing interesting about it. The, Klaus Kinski isn't even like fucking crazy in it, which is what you would think the appeal. That's what you would want be. from Klaus. <laughs> yeah, that's what the appeal would be, right? Instead, he's just like a shrink, and he he's kind of cre- he has this kind of creepy relationship with his daughter that I don't. Ugh. But um, yeah, he just doesn't go go full Gonzo nuts or anything. So yeah, I thought it was really fucking quite lame. Uh, and I even mm. I usually like a lot even shitty slashers I usually like, but that that one was pretty awful. But I did yeah, watch it, John. I, I I did watch uh, those first two uh, Mayor of Easttown episodes. Oh, okay. Well. What did you think? I really really liked it. So yeah, I'm it's definitely gonna really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. it's yeah. Skip. It's uh, <laughs> James is like nah. This is uh, emotionally this resonates too deeply. I can't watch yeah, this. Yeah, it, it affects uh, me. So. I just need to watch gore or horror. You were triggered uh, by it. I, I watch yeah. James like I watch porn I watch, and I watch blood. I watch porn and what? Porn and blood. That's it. Porn and I'm blood. A, hmm. I'm a gore oh, yeah. whore. Um yeah, of uh yeah, it's so good. Uh I watched the second episode, I think that came out uh this past Sunday, and I really enjoyed it. And it's pretty emotionally 
anchored, I would say. Yeah. In like in in the reality of the characters. Yeah, um, for sure. I mean, she's like a she's kind of an asshole, but you like her anyway because she's she, yeah, smart. That's and true. She's like a bit world weary, beaten down a little bit. Um, yeah, she Kate Winslet is. I would say she's amazing in this role. Yeah, you know, she's fantastic. <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I don't. Does this sound weird? I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of talk this out as I'm thinking it. But like, a, an actress of her caliber, of her, like, she's a, she's a beautiful woman. Like, of, of everything, it just kind of feels like she's doing this because she actually likes to kind of act and like do, like, roles that like stretch her into something else because she doesn't have to do this yeah and i mean she's still a pretty big name you know and still does movies and stuff but uh yeah i don't know like this this is interesting take on the cop show because we've seen a lot of these detective shows over the years um but this one does feel a little bit more dramatic i guess like a little bit more character centric than some of these things i would say that this show is anchored far more in the interpersonal relationships with the people of the community than it is. Right. About like what's the mystery or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Or also who the killer is or right. the victim even. It, it's I mean, I more think that just stuff will be there, but it's more, yeah. Like you're saying. Yeah, more. absolutely. It's just different and it's different enough that I, I really enjoy it. I, I really like it a lot. Um, one thing that I just actually, before we get into our movie to the, this week, I did watch the trailer for the new Netflix show, Sweet Tooth. Oh, yeah. I just saw that pop up, but I didn't watch it yet. So, James, do you know about Sweet Tooth? I don't know anything about it. Jeff Lemire comic, uh, Canadian guy. Huge hit. Vertigo. It's a Vertigo comic. I thought I I read it. Yeah, I I only read the first volume of it, and I've been meaning to read the rest of it, and I had never gotten around to it. So here's the thing. I thought I read the first volume of it, but if it's anything like the trailer that I watched, I have no idea about this this show. Hmm. Like, I I know nothing. But the trailer is pretty... I I really liked it. I think it's really cool world-building... it's gigantic. Like they can go so many ways with it. So yeah, I'm pretty definitely interested. I mean, now I'm kind of like, Oh, should I try to jam in, read the whole comic book series That's what before I thought. the show comes out? Yeah. I but. threw all the comics in my like Amazon buggy or whatever. Yeah. Being like, do I, should I read? How many should I read? Like, but there's, there's like 10 or 12 volumes though. So it is, it's, it's a fair amount. But uh, yeah. So I, I figure if I can read the first five, at least I'm covered. Right, you're caught. You at least cover the first season. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. the The trailer was was pretty amazing, actually. Like, I I feel, I feel like they're really gonna do something with this. Like they, they have a plan, and they're not yeah, gonna just you got like, that impression w- just from the trailer. Oh, absolutely! Like they have dumped a ton of money into this. Nice. They are not planning on letting this just like die after like one season. So I mean, I, well, it's I, I Netflix, like, so it'll be three. Exactly. <laughs> if, yeah. to, to be honest, if we get a three season arc out of something like this, I find I, mean, I think especially that's, if that's it's a, planned ahead of time. Yeah, yeah that's a win. Um, so yeah, I mean, it'll basically come out next week when this comes out. Oh no shit! Does it, does it come out really then? It comes out in June, the beginning of June, June fourth. Wow. That's crazy. So. 
All right. Well, there you go. Peek behind the curtain. <laughs> so this week we are on the podcast. We are redoing. I think it was one of our original 10 films that we did. It was one of the ones that uh, we never released. Yeah, it's a lost uh, a lost feature. I, I never would have picked this, but Dustin picked a movie. He picked, is it 1986? Yeah. He picked 1986's Cobra. Let's roll the trailer. Society is breeding a new kind of criminal. It's also breeding a new kind of cop. Meet Cobra. He does the job nobody wants. deadly force. I used everything I had. Do you know you have an attitude problem? Yeah, but it's just a little one. You think you would recognize me if you saw him again? The tall one? Yeah. The one that wants to kill you. Do what you have to do to get a lead on this maniac. And if I find him? Do what you do best. Strong arm of the law. So, Dustin, you mm-hmm. you picked this movie. This is your choice. You you thought it was just time to get like, get back in there. Yeah. Well, like we were talking about, like we have we've done these. Ep- we did some bunch of episodes early on when we were first starting out that we never released, and they were just sort of us kind of practicing, getting ready uh, to do this properly and it has it hasn't gotten any better <laughs> i liked it i liked it a little bit better this time uh but uh-huh. we'll get into that uh no no i mean us oh, as, podcasters. Oh, as podcasters no yeah you're right about that <laughs> no no i like the movie better oh good yeah uh so yeah i just thought you know we gotta we gotta nail these out at some point and get back to these and and, and this is definitely one that people have a lot of fond memories of cobra so yeah it just feels in some ways like the epitome of 80s action cheese. Uh-huh. So it just seemed totally. like a good time to, to dip back in. All yeah. right. So what's the, give us the uh, synopsis of this film. Oh, I got a, I got a simple one here. A tough on crime street cop must protect the only surviving witness to a strange murderous cult with far reaching plans. What are their far-reaching plans? <laughs> they, they don't go into that. This is a film. It's a, a film that starts Sylvester Stallone and Bridget Nielsen. I think most predominantly. Yeah, you got Rennie Santoni and Brian Thompson. I mean, not a huge cast of names. Rec- some recognizable character actors: Andrew Robinson, uh, even Marco Rodriguez, the guy that robs the grocery store at the at the beginning, is the guy you've seen around. But right, I I think the plans are to start a, like a new order or a, like a new world or some shit like yeah that. like they keep calling it the new world something or what are they they don't call it the new world order but they, no. they keep saying the new world is coming and and stuff like that um but that's all you got f- other than they cling together a bunch <laughs> of axes yeah so i actually uh i actually kind of like this intro of the movie you know watching it again now the opening is Kind of cool, stylish. Uh, you got the red lit 
cobra riding his motorcycle and then you're cutting back and forth between all these people in this empty swimming pool like you're saying yeah. playing in the axes so i think the opening credits are kind of cool um it's you know it's just that one of those things and we talked about this on the first time we did the movie is that it's a movie that's been like edited and chopped to hell and you can right. feel that when you're watching it like there's a lot that feels like it's missing from this movie yeah i actually think the first hour of this movie is almost a near perfect 80s action movie wow like everything from the beginning intro um to like the first scene is probably one of the best scenes first scenes like the grocery store uh, heist yeah. or whatever. Not even heist. Yeah, yeah. I would say this, the grocery store. This the Cobra has two scenes that really stand out for me. One is the opening scene, and one is the car chase. Yeah, like I mean, those are right. those are my two huge things that stand out. Like you could have filmed, I think, this opening scene in the supermarket as like a. Hey, this is the movie we're gonna make. Right. Give us all, like give us all the money. Yeah, and it's it, man. I mean, it's so cheesy, but like you know, you've got those classic lines from Stallone. I think it's perfect, man. Like it is cheesy for sure, but it's yeah, but in the way that you want from this period. It's, it's yeah, a hundred percent. I actually think this is one of his best films. I agree. Wow. I'm with James on this. I think he sucks so bad. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm not taking it from that standpoint. Oh, I am. I think he's I think he's one of the worst. <clears throat> and I think that this is a a movie where there are parts where he actually seems in on the joke instead of being the joke. I'm not I see I'm not so sure. Like to me, I think he's trying to be as cool as he's as he fucking can be. And it's like, you know, it's a bit much, but it's like at the same time like we're saying like it's exactly what you want from this period of an action. Totally. Movie. Like he's got the stubble. He's got the match in his mouth all the time and the sunglasses, the leather yeah. jacket and the fucking, he's got his handgun with the Cobra on the, <laughs> on the yeah, handle. Yeah. Maybe he's not self-aware enough, but like, I don't know. He, he bumble his way through then being believable. Well, as Here's the thing. Like, I don't think Stallone is a bad actor. Like, even even in the small interactions he has with his partner and stuff, they come off pretty well, I think, in the movie. Like, he seems natural in some mm -hmm. ways. It's just that you can also tell this is a guy who's very invested in his image, right? Like, in what people are going to think about him. Like, we've talked about like, the modern cases of, like, guys like The Rock and stuff where it's like, oh, I can't lose a fight because I have to uphold a certain... Thing. Yeah, I think, and I think we talked like about this last episode, and I feel like no one was on my side. No, no, like that's that's true. What you were saying, I think we were talking about whether or not there was room for that kind of action movie and that kind of action star. And I think there is, but I'm just saying, I think Stallone is an early example of one of those guys whose ego definitely wanted you know he he only wanted himself to be allowed to be portrayed in a certain way at a, after a certain point like after we got like the sort of uh, vulnerability he displayed in a movie like first blood he didn't go often back to that sort of thing right he got more into the macho rambo 2 type stallone mode well yeah. this this is after rambo 2 yeah right? yeah so and uh but yeah i mean he has this untouchable thing about him in this movie which 
is kind of what it is of the time with with like uh, Stallone and Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. and like that style, yeah, right? For sure. The, doesn't matter what happens, I'm gonna come out on top, kind of thing. I don't know. I I'm buying all the the color, the, the colors of the movie. I'm buying like the look of the movie. I'm buying the like undertone of it's like a slasher yeah, kind yeah, of movie. Yeah, for sure. Uh, like I'm buying all this with the cheesy lines, with the ridiculous look, with the stuff that makes no fucking sense. Like <laughs> it, it's just uh, I'm I'm loving all of this and stuff. I I think what I wanted was I wanted them to be more of a slasher film. Oh yeah. Like yeah, I didn't well, think I that. Think, I think it 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 really was kind of. It was supposed to be. It was supposed to be dark. Can you like the first hour of the movie? was it was supposed to be like that and continue yeah. as soon as they leave the city the whole fucking even though the the end fight scene is awesome where they're blowing shit up and stuff yeah. like that's great that's like a different movie you know you're totally right like i i think that if this was a crazy ass slasher film from the perspective of the cop i think that would have been super cool and way ahead of its time i think there was more of that originally like that they they ended up chopping. They had to cut a bunch to to avoid an X rating. And apparently, like you know the the you know we get all those opening murder scenes where the the cult group is attacking different people and murdering them. Uh, Brian Thompson as the night slasher with his like with his crazy knife, John, that I know you love. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, is they, he the best or worst actor, by the way? Oh, I think he's I, good. I think he's good. Is he the best worst actor? Maybe he's got the look. I mean. He's a guy that I remember mostly as a evil alien in X Files. He would come back again and again on that show. Yeah, I don't know. He he, he apparently he would uh, ask the director, our buddy George P. Cosmatos. Uh, His son is one of my favorite directors. And uh, Stallone himself, he would ask them over and over again, "What is the motivations for my character? Like, what what is the backstory yeah. for this guy?" And they were just like, "He's just evil." <laughs> He's they just evil. They, uh, I feel like that is such a great distillation of what is wrong with this movie, where they should have given his character so much more thought. Yeah, I mean, because, he sounds like from what I read, like that Brian Thompson himself tried to give yeah. it a lot of thought, and they were just like, "Yeah, whatever, he's just a bad guy." I had no beef with him, but like, but they could have just made something up on the spot. Like that just shows the the absolute lack of creativity within fucking Sylvester Stallone's brain. This guy just yeah. this guy just loves stealing other people's work, um, but like, he, just give this guy like the craziest fucking story. Like he's sitting there asking for it. Just be like, I don't even know. Like just like come or, up with something insane, to, or tell him to create one. Yeah, yeah. You'd be like, hey, what do you think? Like just turn it around. Like these are people who are bad at managing people. It, it seems like a strange thing to not be invested in in the movie because. Like, that's really one of the draws of this action movie versus some other ones is this sort of, like, evil cult, serial killer, slasher aspect that they're bringing in. And that could be something, you know, really interesting here. And, I mean, it is still really fun, don't get me wrong. It's just that it could have actually been uh, something with a little bit more depth to it. Like, like they, cut a, they could have cut a good half an hour out of this movie in order to get more times per day it would show in the theater so people would buy more tickets to see it yeah we're learning more and more about that aren't we 
like with well, all our interviews and stuff like that about like how they sh- shoot movies. So this this was one of the only partnerships that Canon Films did with another studio, which was Warner Brothers. Yeah. And so Warner Brothers was getting really nervous with how it was the movie was turning out, that it was turning out too dark and that they were worried nobody would like it. And they are the reason why you kind of get things cut out and you get towards the end where it's more like a I don't know. More bombastic, like, like big action yeah. movie. Yeah. And and it just it's a shame because like Canon didn't have a whole lot of input too much into the making of this one. Um, it was more because it was a bigger budget. I think it was like twenty five million and Canon wasn't used to working with that much money. So that's why they partnered with uh, Warner Brothers. Yeah, they had done some deal with Stallone, but then it was like they didn't have the budget to really afford Stallone. So then they partnered with Warner Brothers to do this movie and uh, over the top, the the arm wrestling yeah. movie. Yes, yeah, exactly. And so this movie is actually based off a of fair game, and which was later than made into a movie in '95. Right, fair William, game with William, uh, William Baldwin with... and Cindy Crawford. Oh man, they fuck on that train. <laughs> I think this has come oh, yeah. up more than once on the podcast before. Yeah, this is a seminal moment in my life. <laughs> uh, so I, mean, you I guess, see, I guess yeah. we're going to have to do fair game at some point because it's, show, apparently it's the she, same movie. Yeah. yeah. like Yeah. And then he ends up jumping in the in the fucking river or whatever and does that uh, like shooting while he's jumping thing. Right. Classic. Seminal, seminal fucking flick, man. <laughs> well, we'll have to do it. <laughs> so yeah, so it's like it's like a mix of fair game and uh, his like original screenplay for or his his concept for Beverly Hills Cop. So he took he mixed the the two. Yeah, and, right. and that's Stallone, what you get. In Cobra. Stallone had gone in. He was supposed to be Beverly Hills Cop. Then yeah. he came in and he basically completely rewrote the script for that movie took out all the comedy and was like he didn't like the comedy yeah, it was like, too this much it's going to be a big something. action movie and then they were like well we don't that's not what we want so you're you're out of here and then he just basically took all his ideas from that and brought them to this movie so yeah that's interesting uh, to see that this was this was the actual original Beverly Hills Cop movie <laughs> yeah exactly uh, yeah so we'll, let's go back to the opening sequence though in the grocery store i mean that guy really hates groceries. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Oh, this is giving me flashbacks. To what? Our first conversation about oh, the this first movie. time we did this? He, he's just like shooting, going around shooting the produce with his shotgun. I love it. I love it when Cobra drinks the beer, though. Yeah, stops yeah. to drink the beer. I love that. Of course. I love that Pepsi ad where it's like a, a bottle like pouring... Pepsi. Yeah, <laughs> didn't yeah. we didn't we talk about this before? Like Pepsi paid to have that in there. Yeah, I think we did. And there's like a bunch of Pepsi shit in this, but there's also some Coke stuff in this movie. But they we they there was a thing about that. Like they paid for Coke. I don't know to be shit on, to be shot up or something. But I mean, even okay. So later, where you see where Cobra is living, and those guys come to his house to fight him. There's like a giant yeah. neon Pepsi sign. Yeah, yeah. and I think I, his place. I, I think that I told the story about the time that I met John Claude Van Damme uh, last time we did this podcast. Look at the, this the, the guy's this, name dropping. 
Um, yeah. Watch your foot. Guy. He just an, I, I think I, there's a photo of my arm around him um, where I met him and they were filming a movie in this hotel and it was talking like the, the, the people who were like, like looking at the action and like setting it all up, talking about like how they had to figure out which soda machine they busted into based on like who was going to pay them for it or something like that. Oh, yeah. Who, yeah. Wants the, who wants the ad rights? Yeah. RC Cola, man. You know, <laughs> RC you, Cola was, in the, can, was the one. Can, Canada Dry. Fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I like all that stuff. Even, you know, it's, yes, it's it's pretty blatant. Like, uh, even Cobra, when he goes to his apartment, he's watching like a Toys R Us ad. Although I don't know why Toys R Us would want to pay for ad time in a movie That like was this. super weird when they watched the Toys R Us ad. Well, here's the question, Dustin. Two picks in a row, you pick a Christmas movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, I, you know, I started watching it again. And, and yeah, right away you see the Christmas shit when he goes to the grocery yeah. store. And I was like, holy fuck, I completely forgot that this was set at Christmas time. Like, did you guys remember that? No, not at all. Who the fuck sets <laughs> a, a movie, an L.A. movie, <laughs> at Christmas time? Not that many. Yeah. And it, I mean, this is L.A., right? It sure feels like L.A. This is L.A., yeah. Because I think they were originally supposed to shoot in Seattle or something, and they ended up oh. they ended up changing it because Stallone didn't like the nighttime mosquitoes or something, from what I read. <laughs> what a pussy. <laughs> I hate Stallone. Shane Black make this film? Yeah. No, but he he should have. <laughs> he should. It would have been better. I'm thinking sure. about yeah. I'm thinking about quitting this podcast and just doing a Shane Black podcast. All right. Best of luck, John. All right. John's gone. John's out. If best of luck in your future endeavors. <laughs> All right. Anyways, you guys want to go to a message? Message me when you got one of those episodes out. I'll definitely check it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, just as a as, as a heads up to uh, the both of you and the listening audience, all ninety six of you, um, my 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 computer's gonna die. Uh, we're in tonight. The, we're in the, tonight. We're in. Yeah, we're in the '30s. Uh, it's not looking good. Um, all right, <laughs> so let's not waste that. So time. what I'm gonna say is, I'm gonna say, if I disappear, James, don't cut this out. <laughs> they have not kicked me off the podcast. <laughs> I will. I will leave one day under the weight of my own two feet. Like I will be. I will do that. James and Dustin did not okay. kick me off. Okay. All right. For the record, let's let's get back to the movie before your <laughs> computer cuts out. Why are we wasting valuable time? I mean, we're let's still go. on the opening scene here when we get the classic yeah. line: "The you're a disease and I'm the cure." I mean, you got to yeah. drop that in, James, because that's just one of the all-time '80s hits. I think. Just relax, amigo. You want to talk? We'll talk. I'm a sucker for good conversation. I don't want to talk to you. Now you bring in the television cameras in here now. Come on, bring it in. Can't do that. Why? I don't deal with psychos. I put them away. I ain't no psycho, man. I'm a hero. You're looking at a fucking hunter. I'm a hero of the new world. You're a disease. And I'm the cure. Oh, I I that, really do. That line's awesome. Like watching it yesterday, I really did think, "Wow!" Like this, 
this film actually checks almost every single box I'm looking for. And then it just kind of falls apart. Like it, it's almost like they have these like really great like scenes and then everything else just kind of doesn't really work. Uh, I don't know. I think it works for the most part. Does James, I've seen your score. It doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it works for this style of movie in the 80s. I'm not saying like this is going to be number one on action movies, but I think it's exactly what you want to some degree. I mean, it kind of fades off. I think what I would say towards is, the end, is, but I would say despite its flaws, it's very watchable and enjoyable, and it, it does have big flaws. And I think we'll get into that stuff. I mean, as the story starts to progress, and you know, we 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 learn about these night slashing killings. They think it's one person at first, and he's already killed like 16 people. Uh, right. they, they know the same blade is being used in these murders. And then Stallone, mm-hmm. you know, he's part of the, the zombie squad, as we learn. Yeah. Uh, and he wants he wants in on this investigation. He wants to take this fucker down. And I, I like all the stuff involved with, like, the captain and where that other guy, I, I forget what that guy's name, the guy that hates the him. The real bureaucrat I, guy? Yeah. It's like they try and do this stuff, and then at the end of the day, it's like, Mon- Calling Cobra, uh, Monty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whenever it's like you know, whenever shit's real serious, calling Cobra. But that's and a, then and then he comes flying in with his car. Like it's just his car it's is awesome. fucking awesome. By the way, that's, that's awesome. But that's a thread we've seen through so many of these films, right? Like and and not to go back to Die Hard again, but it's the opposite of Die Hard. Um, Die Hard, we have a reluctant hero, like a person who is like forced into a situation and you identify with them because they didn't want to do this, but they're doing the best with what they have. Right. right? Whereas right. when you watch films like uh, martial law or, or Cobra and stuff like that is that you're seeing a person who wants nothing more than to be in the limelight. Like in, they act like they're outsiders when in reality they're the ultimate insider. No, and they just know how to do what they but, do but and what I'm do saying, it really well. And yeah, and I get that. But what I'm saying is, is, is that, that like they act like they're these outsiders, right? But in reality, like they, like I said, they're the ultimate insider. They are, they are like this, this like this force with inside the police department that like solves all their problems. So like, oh no, I'm too cool for this. But reality, like that's well, not. That- that's sort of the dichotomy of the movie, right? Is that like, yeah, they go to Cobra because he he gets results, yeah. but like yeah. at the same time, they all are like Cobra, goddammit, you're fucking but, this up. But and that's <laughs> yeah, and that's exactly. What, but that's the joke. Is the joke is that like they're not actually like that. Like the the joke is is like that that you have to have this incredible violence like this person who's on the outside who like can actually pull it off like right it's do not gonna this. be the, it's not gonna be Detective Monty he's a fucking pencil neck geek with his glasses get out of here fucking yeah nerd. exactly <laughs> and, and that's nerd loser and, and like that's I did why detective work okay <laughs> that's but that's why John McClane is such a hero because. John McClane doesn't want to do it. He just does it because he has to. Yeah. And I mean, I Whereas, see, like, like we talked about last week with nobody, like I see the appeal of, of both things, right? Like Dick, you can be in a mood for either one of these type of things. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just that I, I think that like with, this is a time thing. I, I rated this movie. I feel 
more in like a um, what's appropriate for the time. But like with but between eighty six and now, you're a little bit like, well, this guy kind of fucking wants to shoot people. Yeah, he definitely like, does. <laughs> yeah, but like like that grocery store scene though is like the eighties version of Dirty Harry, right? For like sure. that's what it's that's what it is. Yeah. So it just follows that line. Oh, absolutely. I'm so it, I mean, Die Hard, it's a different style completely of a cop movie where, yeah, he's not trying to get involved, but he just his circumstances arise where he has to get. involved. Yeah. And I think that that just for me, like this just isn't like it, it kind of doesn't have the same mystique where it's like I. Where where the cop is like ah I just don't want to I don't want to do it and it's like yeah you do like just go do your thing. And I mean, it, at what point does he say he doesn't want to do it? He I don't he wants I, to do it. No, that's I meant more like it feels like he's being forced into being Cobra when in reality he wants to be Cobra. <laughs> Nobody will do what Cobra needs to do, and so he's uh, going to have to do yeah. it. Yeah, and it's like it's like the scenes when like he's protecting his car from like you know not white youths, <laughs> right? Well, no, they just took his parking spot. But the weird thing with that is, is he rips that guy's shirt, and then you see like a wire underneath his shirt, taped to his chest. What's up with that? And I don't know what's up with oh, that. I didn't but that. Was he just mic'd up for his dialogue? <laughs> maybe. I don't know. But it's in the movie. And then, but then you don't see anything else about those guys. Oh, then like, no, sure, I would, the next time he pulls in, they like move out of his way. They're like, I, oh, I know, give but, Cobra some space. I know. But what I mean, there's no other like run in where there's another like. Yeah, it feels like oh, there's okay, going to be a, a confrontation or something. Yeah, I'm going to respect these guys i'm gonna respect cobra now like there's no like oh yeah you think you're fucking tough i got my boys here now and let's see what's gonna happen yeah there's none of that yeah james is right it would have been there should have been a second confrontation i mean he just scared the shit out of them so bad that first time (laughs) but apparently yeah i know but that's like a lot of things in this movie where it feels like there was supposed to be more to something yeah you know like um cutting up Pizza with scissors. Yeah, that know? is fucking wrote, like wild. I took, I took a note on that, and I just, I just said, uh, "Hold on, let me get it up here." Why does he cut his pizza with scissors? <laughs> what? Like well, he just yeah. snips off. He snips off the tiny triangle off the front of the pizza, and that's what he eats. Also, isn't that frozen? Yeah, he pulled it out of the freezer. So. I don't understand. Whatever. Maybe his freezer's on the fritz. But no, this he, movie... Sorry, oh, I'm just saying, it has, like, such weird choices. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of in, in, like, that kind of stuff. It's just like, what is happening? It's just funny to me. Yeah, I mean, that's some it. of the... Fl- that gives the movie some flavor, actually. Because it's yeah. like, what? Why? What is it? Why is this yeah, happening? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why? Well, this is a pretty good movie to just throw on in the background. Actually. But I also want to say that, you know, Stallone gives uh, his his partner Poppy from Seinfeld uh, yeah. a lot of flack for his diet his dietary choices throughout the film, and yeah, yet he's uh, he's sitting there eating cold pizza. What's his fucking What's his fucking problem? Hey, uh, Dustin, uh, it's just uh, sugar. <laughs> I don't think I, I think this is just an extension of Stallone's ego, 
where he's just such a short little loser that he <laughs> just wants to be able to beat somebody down verbally whenever he can in a film. I think he's. it's supposed to show that they have this kind of joking relationship yeah, where they're yeah. kind of at each other. Um, you know, I like Gonzalez. That's a character. Yeah. What's it? Yeah. Ready, Santoni. Uh, yeah. I'd like uh, it, Dustin. I wish you, he was in it more. Dustin, I'd like it if you can bring up more stuff from the film that James can do his still own impersonation because <laughs> uh, James, that's it's fucking, it's fucking nailing. It's it. actually really good. You are <laughs> like, you're actually killing it. Uh, and you know, right you on. know how much I hate to give you a compliment. Yeah. No, I know. Um, I appreciate it. I've been working on it a lot. Yeah. What, what, what um, was your you. What was your key to it? Was it just letting words fall out of your mouth? Or? It's, it's the laziness. It's the <laughs> the lethargy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I like the I do like those interactions between them. I kind of do wish again. It's like one of those things with this movie that I come back to again and again is wish there was a little bit more of it. Wish that we had a little bit more of their relationship, their partnership as cops, because the stuff we get. Is is fun and like they they seem to have a good natural chemistry with each other. Yeah, I mean at the end, like when they're in that hotel or whatever, it's like, oh okay, you go into that other room and then get shot, and then you're <laughs> you're kind of done for the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? You like take him out of the equation because you got to take him alone out. to be uh, you know handling business on his own here. Yeah, exactly. Uh, are we still at the grocery store? Because I feel like. <laughs> well, I wanted to bring up like the whole night slasher thing from the perspective of like was this i didn't find anything about this but this seems like it had to have been inspired by the night stalker the the, the actual uh, richard, killings. richard ramirez yeah i mean it's they call him the night slasher in this and yeah. in the the opening news story that we see uh stallone watching his television and when he's they're talking about the night slasher killings the the way that they list the crimes sound uh, pretty much like there's there's supposed to be the R- Richard Ramirez killings. He does kind of have a night stalker vibe a little bit, like sort of a gaunt face, maybe gaunt, a bit, yeah, a bit, a bit acne scarred, and a bit like just completely insane, right? Like devil, like like not honest, like not right? They, they've devil replaced, they replaced like, devil worship with like murder worship, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I and then I, everyone else is like an enabler for him, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I, it, it, it's like they're setting up his victims just for him as some kind of sacrifice because I don't know him killing people is like the key to the new world, some shit. I get, I, I kind of like it. I wish there was more of this kind of stuff. I like it too. Like actually. I love, I love like crazy killer shit. I wish they gave the crazy killers a little bit more, like, I don't know, credibility. Like, they're not just fucking idiots. They're yeah, actually... Not just, not just psychos. Like, they have some sort of plan or... Yeah, I mean, that's that they're what... they're going to bring about this new world that they keep mentioning. Yeah, and that's what kind of, like, separates Silence of the Lambs from, you know, Cobra. In in a lot of... In, in part, is that they just don't make these these characters dynamic in any way other than... Oh, they want to kill people. But what about his uh, cool knife? What about that cool knife, though, John? Yeah. 
That's a very unique knife, John. Yeah, you can't of, just buy that anywhere. Uh, yeah, knife gets ten out of ten. Great knife. Um, <laughs> super practical. Super no, practical. So in our original conversation, super practical. I, I believe you talked about how dumb his knife was. And it I, is I, so fucking stupid. <laughs> I love it. It's got all the little spiky oh, things on God. it, John. Come on. That's what I want. I want my knife to just be like. Well, I mean, it's fifty-fifty. I hurt myself, or I hurt somebody. Um, <laughs> No, come on. I, you at least got to give it that it is super memorable as a weapon for a killer. Oh, yeah. Movie. Like, for sure. I think it's memorable. Sees that knife, yeah, they, they know what it's from, right? It's memorable like a fucking, uh, like an ice storm that like brings down a bunch of trees and the power goes out for a long time. Like, that's it's not good. Memorable that's isn't memorable. good. <laughs> Memorable is just like, remember that shitty day we had back in December of 2015? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's, that's as much anger as I can. I'm willing to build up. About this okay. Thing. All right. I was trying to get some real, some real quality ranting out of you. That there, wasn't good enough for you? <laughs> it, was, it was halfway there. That, that was, yeah. You're not really into it, John. Come on. You just didn't hate, it as, you didn't hate it as much as you did the I, first yeah. time. I got to be honest. I didn't hate it as much. Uh, not a, at all. A, not uh, at all. Uh, see, the more you watch it, the more you like it. Yeah, next I've time aged. we do Cobra, it's going to be a 10 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> I've aged, man. I'm uh, I'm just an older man now. I, um, it's be more mature in your approach to knife, movie knives. Yeah, I, I just get to be like, well, that fucking sucked. Um <laughs> what else is on? I, I I can move on better. Uh, well, let's get into like Bridget Nielsen's character. She's introduced. She's a model. Uh, we see her first in a photo shoot with some robots. <laughs> That's kind of cool. So, Wait, yeah, which is so confusing, but also just afterwards, I, I still was like, what the fuck is <laughs> what, with that? What's interesting about her is is that I only know her m- like mostly from uh, that Flavor Flav Flavor of Love show. Oh yeah, where right. he ends up marrying her, right? Mm-hmm. So to me, she is this like six foot one, like ice blonde. Yeah, I mean that's beast. what she is, right? Except beast. for she's, well, no, but she's much more feminine. Yeah, yeah, she's. That's true because when you uh, the other movies I would I remember her from are like Rocky Four, and uh, where she was Dolph Lundgren's girlfriend. And then also she's one of the villains, main villains in Beverly Hills Cop 2. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah. she's definitely more presented as like a sort of um, Amazonian sort of warrior uh, woman. Because she is like a very tall. Uh, yeah. And I'm, I'm not here to, to, to make a judgment call on on how she appears. I'm just saying that it took me a second to register that it was her because... Hollywood right. had depicted her so so much as one thing that like to see her in as this was like oh wow like that's not what I was expecting and I thought she did a like like a really good job in, in her character I got no beef with her yeah and I, I just don't okay. think the character is that strong and uh, I mean this is kind of the thing with these movies is they don't really um they try to add like some kind of romance bullshit. Uh, check out this. Check out this fucking liberal. <laughs> Why you don't like the way women are represented, James? 
No, uh, I would just prefer there's no romance. Okay, shit. Uh, sure. James wants no. James wants no women. Okay, want ab- no women. Abort. Uh, just straight action. All right. I think James might have a different opinion than I was expecting. <laughs> No, I mean, this, James has brought this up a lot of times. The, the romance. Yeah, part. James uh, just I mean, wants fair, cock in films. To, to be fair, there's very little romance in this particular. There is, movie. there is very little, and I think she fits that role and plays the character really well of of the movie being a slasher style movie. Even everything that happens in the hospital, right? She's when being, yeah pursued. Yeah, like that style is awesome. Yeah, and but apparently they, they chopped the hell out of that scene too. Apparently that was a much more extended sequence with him trying to kill her in the hospital and much more of a slasher movie style uh, sequence. And they and they really cut it down apparently for, I don't know, pacing or whatever the, the excuse well, is. Like, you know, I, I, you're right. You guys are right. There's probably a really good movie somewhere in here. Um, that was yeah, like I mean, just this is, cut this to is shit. One, this is one case where I would like to see the two hour versus the one and a half hour because it actually does yeah. feel like there are some seriously good story elements that might have been chopped out. Not to mention the violence that was going to get an X rating that they cut out. Or yeah. the, 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 the slashing killing scenes, apparently, like they showed them cutting off a victim's hands and like. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like yeah. So- cutting guys' faces off and shit like this. So, like. Yeah, I, I want to get a couple things out before I have to leave. Uh, one is, I think that if they had a del- delved way more into the cult and like leaned, if they could have been able to lean way more into that violence, I think it would have been incredibly beneficial. Um, yeah, story-wise and violence-wise. Exactly. Feels, feels the like. second thing I want to talk about is, is that if there's one thing out of this movie that is definitely worth watching. I think that chase scene still holds up. Yeah, the um, car chase is, car is chase a really scene, good car chase. Yeah. Car chase scene fucking rules. It's super fun. It's it, it's su- it's long. Yeah, it's like, long, yeah. but it's like kinetic and, that's, and there's lots of different sort of parts of it that like, you know, different stuff happening in each section of it. I mean, that, I mean, ha- uh, Cobra's car comes out of the car uh parkade yeah, second off floor. the second floor. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it it's really fun. And the, the, what I was trying to get at with like having a long car chase like that is that if you're going to have a car chase that's that long, it goddamn well better be really good. Mm-hmm. Because nothing, I, I think that a car chase is like, you, you totally lose interest in that if it sucks. Like pretty yeah, sure. early on. It, and, it just feels like they're going through some kind of, they're just going through the motions or something. Yeah, and I think this movie... It pulls off a great. It, it pulls it off. It's so good. It's such a. It's so fun. Like, like you have to watch this movie. I think for the car chase at least. It's and there's so it. many explosions. Yeah, <laughs> and and they do such a. They do a really great job with it. Um, where a lot of movies actually fail on the car chase scene. Um, yeah. It's almost like it was like tacked on. Whereas, like, there's a few set pieces in this film where you're like, okay, this is where the they really poured um, money and. An effort, and and the car chase is th- one of them. I think I think we got to give some. I mean, I know you're going to hate to do this, John, but I think we got to give some of this credit to Stallone because, f- from what I understood, and we talked about this the first time we recorded an episode for this movie, he basically directed this movie. 
So yeah, Cos- if, Cosmatos, I, I, from all the rumors, is like the same thing with Tombstone, which Cosmatos is officially credited with directing, but Kurt Russell ended up apparently directing that movie, according to everyone who was there. Same thing with this movie. Apparently, Stallone directed the whole fucking movie, and Cosmatos, he would just tell Cosmatos, do this, and he'd be like, okay. And then <laughs> that's what they would do. So, yeah. so some, I don't, some yeah, credit has to go to Stallone. I'd love to know that true story. I'm, I'm going to leave the people po- from this. People from the set have all. Yeah, well, I'm going to leave the podcast and become famous so I can find that out. <laughs> Some people, uh, John, come on, uh, you got to give uh, do or do so, is do. Here's my. <laughs> all right. James. I mean, I, again, my, we, we talked about this with First Blood. Stallone is apparently the one who edited the movie into something okay. watchable. Well, guess what happens yeah. when I die? Okay, and I get to those uh-huh. goddamn pearly gates. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to be like, hey, motherfucker, I got mm-hmm. a question. Did Cosmatos, Cosmatos really just like dip in the middle of all those movies or like what was happening? What's the story there? And I'm going to be the only person who asks God that question. <laughs> he's like, and he's going to be like, that's what you want to know. And I'm going to be like, yeah. And he's going to be like, I'm so glad. Lord. Well, he's going to be like, I'm so glad you asked. <laughs> no one ever asks about this. Nobody's ever asked me that one. <laughs> I do. I'm going to have to get my ratings, though, because my computer is going to die. Oh, well, we, can, uh, we can read your ratings off at the end, or do you want you want to give them now? Uh, no, you can read my ratings off. Um, hey, guys, my computer is about to die, and I have no backup power, um, so I have to dip. You have my ratings. Go with God. <laughs> Uh, Stallone. God, God bless America. I'll see you next week. <laughs> All right, James. Well, I, James is finally. Like, what? Oh, what? No, he's still talking. I I'm he still here, motherfuckers. Oh man, I was about to start insulting the guy. I heard what I heard what you said. So anyway, yeah. I mean, um, well, we've lost John, except he's still there. I can see him. He's he's, <laughs> he's spying. Yeah, we can so still fucking guy see him. He's so sneaky. Uh, yeah, I clicked leave meeting. Sure you did. Sure you did. <laughs> All right, he's finally gone for real. All right, so we we're gonna like jack his score up to be straight tens, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, okay, so I mean, the car chase. Uh, I think the car chase is where they're actually going to the country. Are they not after this? Uh, well, not too long after that. Um, he already has her, right? And he has the the. We haven't even talked about this woman who's a part of the cult, who is also yeah. works for the police, and she, that's yeah. how they're keeping tabs on where she goes. But what I didn't understand is why were they so determined to kill her? Why not just move on and take kill other victims? Like they're like, no, we're not. We can't fail. We got to kill because, this one lady because she saw his face, and for whatever reason. They're worried that the cops are going to catch on to him, I guess, because he's the only one that can kill people in this particular way. I don't really fucking know. But they say, like, that cop uh, woman, she's like, she saw your face. We're going to have to take care of her. Like, that's the reasoning for going after her, which is just like, I I don't understand. Like, if this is a movement... You know, why is it all hung up on this eyewitness? Like, why don't you just start killing more people? Or why not just have that woman kill her while she's, like, in the police station or something like that? Why doesn't she sacrifice herself and kill the witness for the cause 
I mean, I, and I thought that was an interesting choice. The actress they got to play that evil cop because she just doesn't seem like she fits with the rest of the cult, right? Like most of the cult, we see some images. And it looks like it's like you know dirty bikers and like scuzzy yeah. loner types. And then here's this woman with like the big poofy eighties hair, <laughs> middle aged, working at the police station, who's also a part of the cult. I mean, I guess we're supposed to have the idea that like all kinds of people are in the cult because even in one of the the pool scenes where they're clashing their axes, you see like a, a guy that in a suit that looks like an accountant yeah, or something. Yeah, I was gonna say that there's like a guy with a suit, which is just like, uh, you know, when you first see it at the beginning where they're they're cleaning together their axes and shit and knives, it's like okay, like that's cool. Like it's a cult thing, but when they play that exact same clip like four fucking times, <laughs> it's like that's it. They don't elaborate in any way. It's just like yeah, something te- something intense is happening. Cling, 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 <laughs> cling. And they have like a rhythm. Yeah, I mean, because the cool thing is like when you first see it, like you're saying, the first time you're like, okay, this is cool. I'm intrigued. What's yeah. going on? Like, there's some cool atmosphere to some of the way they shoot some of that stuff. But then, right, like, instead of getting into, like, we already talked about, like, the way that the story has been chopped all up, like, instead of getting into what any of the details of the cult are, they just, like, okay, cut back to showing them (laughs) clang their axes together again. Yeah. That's enough. (laughs) This is how powerful they are. They cling axes together. (laughs) It's Um, just, like, instead of having story, just show them again. It's just that we know that they're, like, a crazy axe cult or whatever. I guess they're, like, the crazy snake cult from Conan, except... uh, they're into axes. Uh, yeah, less uh, orgies <laughs> and, and more clinging of axes. But uh, I do, yeah. do kind of like the hand-to-hand scene, though, that you brought up where those guys come to Stallone's uh, apartment to fight him like on his yeah. patio or deck or whatever it is. That's the scene where at the same time she's being attacked at the hospital, right? Like they've called his partner, uh, Gonzalez, to like tell him, like, oh, Cobra wants you back at, at the station. And then meanwhile, two guys have come to try to kill Cobra at his house. Yeah, so Gonzalez calls Cobra and says, I'm in your office, which is awesome. Because then you get a shot of like a giant Ronald Reagan picture in his office. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? I like, mean, you can feel the Reagan era is in full Oh, full totally. In but movie. it's just like, okay, this is supposed to be Cobra's office. <laughs> And what he's going to have on the wall is Ronald Reagan, like a giant, like way too big. I bet you picture. Stallone was like, we're going to have, a, you know, you better do the Stallone voice. <laughs> he's like, we're going to have a Reagan picture. Yeah, I don't know. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I do like the hand to hand fight that's at his uh, condo or apartment or whatever. Um, yeah. And he like throws I like the that. guys off and like he blows them away pretty fast, but. It's it's it looks good. It's fun. Like uh, like the thing, the action in this movie is fun. Um, it's just I really wish they went the full, the full distance. Oh, a hundred percent. But I don't know. I I actually think this movie, yeah, it is lacking in certain stuff. And you know, there is kind of like it kind of splits at the end, like it's a different movie, but. I do feel like there's so much in this movie that is so classic 80s. Yeah, for sure. That, oh, for sure. You know, and I, I don't know. I think the more you watch it, the more you'll like it because you'll you'll pick up on the, like stupid cheesy shit that you just it's so ridiculous. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Like I get like Stallone, you know, John hates Stallone, right? Yeah, but 
there's good reasons to hate him, but there's also things that sure. make it, he made enjoyable movies. Sure. But I don't know. This is the Stallone I want to see. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So. For sure. Uh, I mean, I think you're right. Like, it's so 80s. It's so of its time. Like, it's hard to think of other action movies that are more like an exemplar of this period. So I think that's why a lot of people re- like fondly remember this movie is it had it had the badass poster art and right. you know it had Stallone with the machine gun with the laser sighting on it and just like Stallone of course looks like this real fucking as cool as you could fucking be kind of cop yeah his name is fucking Cobra I mean not really we learn his name is Marion Cobretti yeah <laughs> uh, oh that that whole stopping when they're stopping at that whatever roadside you know kiosk basically that whole scene is pointless <laughs> like w- well i think it's just to set up a little bit of the of the love stuff that's coming shortly after yeah i understand that but i don't know like i just i feel like you know i haven't watched that many chuck norris movies but i feel like this is better than any chuck norris movie i've seen so far yeah, and I mean, I think there's still a few that I really think we need to do on the show for Norris, like um, Silent Rage, Lo- Lone Wolf, McQuaid, and right. um, Invasion USA. But uh, but yeah, I think this is better than most we've seen. I mean, this is this other than Top Dog. I did other have, than Top Dog. Other than Top Dog, I did have a a bit of a flashback to when we did the Delta Force when I was watching this, just because that was a canon movie, and that was right. a movie based on the current events of that of that terrorist incident in that airport. Yeah. Uh, and so then they had flew. Remember, they flew a guy over there to like sneak in and try to find out what was going on, so they could write the movie yeah. and stuff. Yeah, I and know. Then, and then this with like the Night Stalker killings feels very much like, oh, let's let's do something with that. But like when I was reading about the movie, there's no nobody wrote anything about that connecting this movie to that stuff, and I feel like the the connection That's is so weird. obvious. Yeah. yeah, totally. So the thing about Delta Force, I feel like in I don't know, canon style, they did ginormous set pieces. Yeah. For whatever reason, right? Um, but this movie, it's just so dark and dirty and like uh, like the slasher aspect. And I don't know. like I mean, that's kind of the fun of it, right? Like you have the dirty yeah. slasher part, but you also get the big action set pieces. Like you get the big car chase. You get a huge shootout uh, and, and, and another extended chase actually at that point. Um, I mean, in the shootout, he blows up two tanker trucks and then Cobra has to drive through them. Like, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it definitely goes full into the 80s excess, which, you know, that stuff's fun. You know, I think it's fun to watch. I think it's fun. Um, I do want to talk about the end. Um, You know, there's some cool shootout stuff. I think... With the motorcycles coming and stuff, like it just <laughs> felt like a completely different movie. Like, um, you know, if they had the motorcycle gang trying to hunt them down in the city, that'd be one thing. But when they go to the country, it it you take all the the grime and dirtiness out. Until for some reason you go to like a like the foundry thing at the end. The foundry, which is like what the fuck? You walk through um, like an orange or lemon or whatever field and then orchard and then all of a sudden you're in a fucking foundry? Like, <laughs> yeah, that was what? weird. I mean, 
it's true that it maybe does feel like a little bit like a different movie, but I still think that stuff's fun where he's gunning down all the dudes, chasing them in the motorcycles from the back of the pickup. Actually kind of reminded me of Hard Target a little bit with all the motorcycle guys in that movie. Right. But yeah, so we, 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 ju- we jumped ahead a little because the, they're staying at those motels, the little motel yeah. cabin things or whatever, and he's staying in yeah. the room with Bridget Nielsen, and of course they fuck because it just had to happen. After he of puts, course. after he, you know, he, he gets all riled up because he's got his gun out, he's putting his gun together, <laughs> all the pieces, you, get, you know, <laughs> put the machine well, gun. Well, yeah, that's the only way he can get hard, so he'll <laughs> be ready to go. I mean, this is pre-Viagra, so... <laughs> Yeah, you had to take you know, certain steps. <laughs> you got to take certain steps to get excited. But I mean, so, I'm glad that it was just like a very sort of, they didn't, they just touched on it. They didn't linger on it. And then, you know, Stallone and her got together in real life. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if they were already together when they shot the movie or if they got together uh, while they were shooting this movie, but. I think they were already married. Oh, were they already married? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. That seems like a funny choice to me because he's so short and she seems like she's really tall. <laughs> Well, and it even shows in the movie, you can tell that she's taller than him. So, yeah, like, it's not filmed in a way that it shows that he's taller than her. Oh, for sure. You know, yeah. how some maybe a little later Stallone would probably feel that way. I don't know. Oh, you think later like an, he'd, he wouldn't care as much? No, I think uh, he would care. Oh, like he'd care more. Ex- he would care more. Like, Expendables Stallone right, right. <laughs> would probably care a lot. He would have to be the tallest and the badassest is, is the baddest. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways. I, I, uh, I'm getting excited for Expendables too, even though I know it's going to be bad. <laughs> Just looking yeah. forward to having Nick on. I, yeah, I'm excited to have Nick on. That's what I'm looking forward to. For sure. But, you know, the, even when we get the, the shootout that starts happening at the motel, like they wake up the next morning, the, the, the lady cop was with them. She went and made the payphone call to, to tell the gang where they are. And then we get into that big shootout. There's some fun stuff in there, but it's just like the, the editing is so weird. Like I, in this movie, like it just always feels like, oh, you can tell that something was chopped out between that scene yeah. and this scene. Totally. You know what I kind of I wish happened, which would be a trope of that time and even this time, to be honest with you, is that the female cop would have a fight with the woman. Oh, the yeah. Witness. Yeah. And I think that just would have been awesome because, it, you know, you get the shot where she's talking to the guy in the truck or the van or whatever, and that's it. I don't think she shows up anymore, does she? The cop? Yeah. Yeah, no, she shows up in the last scene in the foundry. She oh, uh, does she? she dives onto Stallone's back when he's about to shoot uh, you know, the night slasher. Uh, right. And then, oh, okay. and then he has to spin her around and then the night slasher shoots her with a shotgun or something. And so okay. she dies there in that part. Uh, yeah, they could have definitely used her a little bit better. I mean, I, I and this is no comment on uh, the actress's looks or anything but she just just her look seems so at odds to me with the rest of the cult that that scene just seems so funny to me because she's got that big poofy 80s hair she looks like i don't know if you've watched barb and star go to vista no. del mar but they no. have like this you know middle-aged lady big kind of poofed out haircuts and it's just for some reason that's all i can think about every time i saw her on screen i mean she definitely is out of place but I, maybe they made her out of place because she's supposed to be right. She has, cop, to, she has right? to fit in with the cops. It makes sense. She has to fit in with the cops. Uh, but yeah. that's a, that the last, the final location for the fight is that's a pretty sweet location. Though. Like it looks really it, cool. The flames. I mean, it, 
it's an awesome location. It's just the whole time I was confused on like why the fuck this place is right next to an or- <laughs> corn farm or whatever. Like, like it just didn't make any sense to me. It's like, okay, so you go out into the country. And so all the colors change, right? It's brighter and all this. It's way more space and open. And then, of course, where you have to end it all is you have to end it in this, like, dingy dark with flames everywhere where it's like everyone abandoned all their workstations and nobody's fucking there. But yet the whole place is operating like normal. Yeah, there's nobody there at all. It's just there's nobody empty. there at it's all. Empty, but the yeah, all the stuff is still like operating and going and everything. I mean, they they have like one line I think that's supposed to just sort of explain it away when they stop at that restaurant and they're eating French fries or whatever. Um, she's like, where she drowns yeah. the French fries, <laughs> right. which was such a fucking weird scene because then he's like now looking he, at her, like, "What are you doing? You fucking weird." Like you're <laughs> fucked. Yes. Oh yeah, because he has, he has a weird, food thing. He has some weird food thing, right? Like it's just dietary he does. thing. Oh my <laughs> He's god. He's like, oh, you disgust me eating French fries. Uh, well, maybe. Okay, so maybe that's why he cuts the chunk off the pizza because it's supposed to show he, that he just he, eats a little bite at a nibble at a time. Yeah, like he's restrained. Like <laughs> right. he. Uh, or some shit. But yeah, th- uh, that fucking scene is weird. Especially since he says a comment to her. And then he looks at it again and then just looks at her like this weird look of <laughs> confusion. He's but disgusted. Anyways. He's repulsed. Yeah, he's totally disgusted. Uh, but, but that's where you get the line where she's like, well, where are we? And he's like, it's a foundry town. That's it. That's their line scene. Oh. So that the foundry makes sense when they end up in <laughs> at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. I guess <laughs> I did not pick up on that. That's it. That's all the. That's all the notice they give you. It's a foundry town, and she I says, still didn't she explain. Says, oh, she says. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> that you brought me to the country. Weird. <laughs> I, I also sorry. I also love the fact that uh, Stallone said, "Don't worry. Um, we'll protect you. We'll bring you to this place we call." The safe house. <laughs> he says that in the hospital. We call We're going to bring you to this place we call the safe house. Well, why do you call it that? It's a safe house. <laughs> <laughs> like, we I guess at this time, for it. at this time, I guess they had no concept of what a safe house was or they had to explain it. I mean, maybe that that's way. what it was, right? Like people didn't, movie audiences didn't know what a safe house was. So, but when you say we call it the I safe guess. house. That's the only thing I could think of, really. But the, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. This is a movie where I feel like the minimalism actually hurts it a bit. Like it's very watchable, and it being so tight at like just under ninety minutes, like it's super watchable. And if it's on cable, you know that you don't have to like invest a ton of time to watch it and and have the fun moments with all the scenes. But the thing is, I really feel like, and we talked about the driver, yeah. where that was a real stripped down movie too. But in the case of the driver, I feel like it worked better. Like I feel like here, this movie would actually benefit from more story, just to to give you a better idea of the menace of the cult and like why they're so bad and unstoppable. Just to make that a little bit more of an op- a real obstacle feeling. Well, I think you could have added more story without so much scenes of just the 
the clinging and clanging of the axes. <laughs> like you could have added more story in that sense, or a conversation, or or if have you him were, address them at the meeting where they're clanging axes. Like then they stop clanging, yeah. and he and he has some, you know, he says some culty shit or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's all you need to have happen. I feel. I think you could keep it the same length. It's just you'd have to have some extra scenes and maybe take out some of this other shit. But I don't know. I think it's like it's like 75% there. It's just that 25% that's either missing or plot-wise or whatever. But yeah. I, it, I think it's there. Yeah, I, I think what it I think what it what it comes down to is to me it's a fun movie uh especially if you're in a certain 80s action movie mood and i and i definitely enjoyed it especially a lot more than the last time we did it where we all kind of hated it um yeah and i think we were just maybe expecting something different when we watched it the first time but now that we've been doing this for a while and we've really got our headspace into like the kind of movies that come out at a certain time and or what a movie's going to be like with a certain star that all that kind of stuff yeah, it, this it feels like a lot more of a fun thing this time around. But I think it could have been an, a legitimate like '80s action classic rather than just sort of a cult favorite. That's true. So um, it, it's. Le- I do agree with you that I, I think the more we do this, and the more action movies we add to the list, the more you know you kind of like. Oh, okay. It's this. It's this style action movie, and it came out this time. So then you're kind of like. Oh, okay, maybe you gave a little more props to it. Yeah, um, you you have a a bit more of an understanding of what the zeitgeist was at the time, what what people wanted and what people expected, and what people delivered on on these types of movies. Yeah. So it's not just like I don't know coming at it from like a film critic perspective where we're like, oh well, here's all the problems with it. We should and you, you know we see the problems and we can talk about the problems, but that doesn't necessarily ruin the movie, right? Should we get to the ratings? Yeah, let's do the ratings. All right, so I'm going to read John's out first. Wow, surprise. His personal reaction is an eight. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> nice going, wow, John. Wow, nice going. Okay, <laughs> actually, his personal reaction is a five, and overall his score is a five. And my personal reaction is a seven. I think I liked it the most out of everybody. Yeah. Um, and But... My overall score ends up being a six. Uh, and my reaction is a six, and my overall score is also a six. So I think we're all around, uh, well, you and I are the same. Um, John obviously hates it because it's he's, still he's, up, one point but, bo- he's one point back of us. Yeah. I mean, that's higher than I almost expected him to give it, though. So that's true. That's true. Um, so overall, that's a 5.7. So let's see if it's tied with anything. John's not even going to be able to talk on this one. Yeah, no vote. Oh, we got a big tie, too. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, so we got at 88, we got Face Off. And then we got Olympus Has Fallen, Shanghai Noon, Young Guns, (laughs) GoldenEye, and Savage Streets. Wow. That's a big tie. That is a big tie. But, I mean, honestly, when you read those out, my answer came to me right away. Okay. Which is that I would probably put it right behind Face Off. And I mean, uh, uh, Face Off, the last time I watched it, didn't have as much fun as I used to when I was younger when I used to always watch it. 
Um, yeah. But it just feels like a very classic movie to me with tons of memorable moments between the two leads. Um, oh, yeah. I, yeah but, totally. but I would probably put this right behind that, like, and ahead of all those others. I mean, what was the next one after... Uh, Olympus has Olympus fallen. Olympus has fallen, yeah. Which is a fun movie, but I don't think a, a classic by any means. No. I mean, Young Guns is a classic, I think, but. Oh, man. Now, see, I want to do Young Guns again, you guys. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Savage Streets, not so much, I don't think. I mean, it is a cult classic, I guess. I guess people consider it that, but. Oh, it definitely is a cult, yeah, a classic, but it's, you know, not a huge uh, not a huge following for that movie. More like the hardcore yeah. fans, but Okay, so that's a uh, new number and yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I it, as much as I rip on Face Off, <laughs> I think Face Off is better than this movie. But this movie I feel is just so uh, I don't know, like I feel it's so iconic for the 80s. But it's not the first action movie or the third or the tenth. It's not even the first movie. Stallone action movie you would think of. Yeah. Right? From the exactly. 80s. Like even exactly. even Rambo two, I think people would would think of first before yeah. this. So totally. But yeah, I agree with you. It should be behind face off. So uh, that will be our new number eighty nine. So it's uh, it's in the top 100. So. <laughs> and it definitely moved up because I think it was closer to the, the bottom of our list uh, before. So, uh, uh, it, Yeah, it was actually 133. 133. So it definitely took a nice jump. Yeah, nice jump. So that's good. Right so, um, yeah. Well, I guess we got to wrap up this show that John would normally do all this this talk. But let, what are we uh, what are we supposed to watch next? Next, we're going to have actually a guest on. We're going to have Tristan from Double Impact Podcast. Nice. Um, he's got a great podcast over there in Australia. So another Aussie. Oh, um, another Aussie. <laughs> yeah. We're going to do The Transporter. The Transporter. Okay, nice. Because we haven't done much in the way of Statham, you know? Like he was in The Expendables and we did uh, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. But I don't think we've done a standalone ha- state movie yet. So nice. This will be good. I kind of don't think it's going to be as good as I remember. Yeah, it I remember being. really liking it when I saw it in the theater, um, but it's been a while. Because I watched a bit of it not that long ago, and I was like, <laughs> oh. So, you know, it'll be interesting. So, so we'll see how it goes. But, uh, but that that'll be next week. I guess I'll say John's spiel. Yeah, if you can. I don't. I don't have it written down, so... I mean, um, uh, follow us on Instagram, at Action Action. Yeah, yeah so uh, thank thank you so much for listening. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Action Action Podcast. Uh, look us up on Patreon at Action Action underscore Action Action. No, yeah. Action underscore no. Action? No, it's Action underscore Action. Uh, check us out on Letterboxd at Action Action, and we'll see you next week.
guys.